Stop Horror Time contains graphic and explicit content. It may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. where two 20-something LGBTs talk the horror movie of the week, real-life crime or events, and if it's worthy of being an honorary yay film. And yes, the titles are puns. I'm Elle. I'm Kate. We have a very special guest with us this week. (laughs) Yeah, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, I'm Sydney. Or we can do it for you. (laughs) Please introduce me. I would love that. Oh, This is the lovely Sydney. This is Sundance Sydney. No, um, this is... (laughs) It's one of my best and oldest friends, uh, uh, David Hyde Pierce Stan. We'll get into that. Uh, That's perfect. I love that. Thank you. Best friend of... <laughs> yes. Um, let's just dive right into this then. Yeah, okay. So the yeah. big preface... So we're doing The Perfect Host, the, the yeah. classic 2010 David Hyde Pierce film. And the reason we're doing that is because I... I wanted Sydney to be on the show, but she doesn't watch a lot of horror. But I made her watch this one time because she loves David Hyde Pierce, the Tony Stealer. Uh, so we should that first. Ah! <laughs> I had to do it once. Thank you. The precursor to this episode is that I have, even though he is probably a very nice man and I, he's very talented and I've seen him perform live, uh, we call David Hyde Pierce the Tony Stealer <laughs> because <laughs> in 2007, he won the best performance by a lead actor in a musical at the Tony Awards when he was up against Raul Esparza and company. Mm. And I like still am talking about it to this day. Oh, always. <laughs> Oh, Kate and I get into so many fights about this because I am a David Hyde Pierce historian and I love him and he's a very nice man, <laughs> very talented actor. Um, and we we bicker about this constantly. Not allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fact. We should be doing My Soul to Take starring Raul Esparza directed by Wes Craven right now. <laughs> no, we shouldn't. No one watch that, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. Uh, so what's yeah? Perfect host, 2010. Um, David Hyde Pierce. Is the thing I kind of, I kind of guessed. And it. crazy. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, I should also warn that like it's gonna be hard to talk about this without getting spoilery. But mm-hmm. so, it, 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 but like the. It's not a twist, but it's just, like, the way the story unfolds, it's not something you would guess just going into it and hearing the synopsis. So I do suggest maybe watching it before this, but if not, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're going to get into spoilers, I'm sure. That's all. Hi- but, highly so- recommend watching this movie. I highly recommend yeah. it. It is on Shudder yeah, if you, you have that. So watch it on there. Yup. Love it. Yeah. And so it's about this guy... He's on the run after he's on the run and injured after an, a, a, like a robbery. You kind of don't know why he's doing it or what happened until later on. But so he's you know he's wandering around Silver Lake in L.A. just trying to find a place to lay low for a while, and he winds up in like I think of like the Hollywood Hills uh-huh. in David Hyde Pierce's house. <laughs> he like he's sneaky. He like opens his mailbox and like name drops like a lady from a postcard. He's like, oh, I'm Julius. He's like, well, come on in. I have wine. <laughs> come and, on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 
it takes a turn from there. Uh, I just want to say that David Hyde Pierce's walk in this movie just absolutely floored me. Oh my god. I Every time what to do I with forget. that. Those, those He's Emmys a very physical actor, and he... <laughs> True. Oh my god. Yeah, his his four Emmys and all of them are for the weird little run he does on Frasier. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yeah, like, God, I hope he was having a good time in this, because it sure seemed like it. Like, every anytime he does something like bad oh, shit yeah. crazy in it, which is a lot, I'm just like, wow, Emmy Award winning David Hyde Pierce. Like, he's he's known for playing these, like, refined characters, and here he is just, like, like ass-humping the air, like, dancing to car wash. Like, I cannot... I I've seen this movie multiple times and I cannot comprehend it. Oh yeah, also like yeah, like the first time I ever came across this movie, I came in like during the middle of it. I'm pretty sure it was like right before the car wash sequence. Um, and so I like I I came over to my friend's house and he was just watching this. I'm like, literally, what is going on? <laughs> we should probably specify that there's an entire sequence where David Hyde Pierce dances to car wash by himself. <laughs> And um, the the guy who's his guest is at this point just watching him. Can't do anything. He's tied to a chair, and David is just letting it loose. Yeah, yeah. And it's a very great sequence. And when Kate showed me this movie for the first time, I um, I went on a face journey <laughs> that was so intense. It was just not what I was expecting, and this whole movie is just very, it goes to places that you are just not expecting, and that's kind of one of the reasons why it's so entertaining mm-hmm. to watch for me. Personally. Yeah, definitely. Like, it takes a turn, and like, oh, it's, uh. <laughs> I guess we should specify that, like, kind of what happens is that, like, you learn that, like, the, how would you say this, like, the hostage becomes the not hostile. He, t- he flips the tables. But it's a it seems table like, flipper. He said he turned how, how the turntables uh, <laughs> because <laughs> David Hyde Pierce like drugs his wine. So it seems like this is something he was going to do regardless of whether or not he found out this man actually robbed a bank and didn't know his friend at all. Like he was yeah. <laughs> so he was planning this from the get go as soon as this random dude walked into his house. Um, and he has this like scrapbook of like snuff and shit that he's done to other people and it's really disturbing and he has he does this like he shows him this like I I cannot describe it other than like a German snuff film of himself like cutting himself up and he's like wearing a speedo (laughs) like I was just watching it and I was like oh my lord what is going on (laughs) we don't know he really wants to be that that's what he just really wanted to win the Oscar it's like I don't get it (laughs) Oh yeah, he sure does have that Tony for the EGOT, doesn't he? He does. Yes, he does. I was just, I was taking notes the whole time, because this this was the first time I ever watched it. Um, and I was just like, at least three of them said, like, gay vibe on there. <laughs> and then there was one where I was just like, the Megan from Drake and Josh, I was just like, interesting. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, the reason like you, That's one yeah, way to put it. he stole the money at the beginning was to help pay for his girlfriend's uh, surgery because like she had something like medically wrong that was like called an elective surgery, I think. So like her insurance wouldn't cover it. And then table twist, uh, she ratted him out to the cops and she was going to take off with the money and let him get the arrested. Yeah. 
I always forget yeah, about that so, part. I, like, forget about the last 15 minutes of this movie each time. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and David Hyde Pierce is actually a lieutenant oh, for the yeah. police force. Oh, yeah, fuck cops. <laughs> and he's hunting this guy, so it's like... Yeah, he's bad at his job. Uh, the suspect was at your house the whole time, sir. <laughs> And then he's like, all right, he let's go ahead there. and look for this guy. <laughs> Sis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that movie, the movie's just so wild. And it's a good time, though. And I'm just, <laughs> the part where he, like, uh, John wakes up in the bathtub and David Hyde Pierce is, like, humping the air. I was like, oh my God! I don't know what I would do <laughs> in that part. I don't know what I would do and just hope I'd go back to sleep or fall unconscious again. Yeah, I mean, it's not, like, the worst <laughs> dinner party that, like, David Hyde Pierce has ever hosted, considering, like, 11 seasons of Frasier, but this has one Has Frasier like, gone more south than this? I'm only about five seasons in, Sydney. Oh, they have some real doozy <laughs> dinner parties, like, <laughs> just buckle up, but th- this one is funny because, you know, David's character has these friends that are invited to the dinner party, but we quickly learn through our protagonist that these people don't exist, and David oh, yeah. is just talking to them like they are real. Um, and eating their food. Oh, yeah. He's, he's yeah. eating their food, and he's, like, he's like feeding this one woman, like, grapes that she's not really there, and so, like, the oh grapes are, like, on the floor, and he's, like, humping the air, and it's, you know, it's just a tour de force performance. It's a master class, yeah. Yeah. Master class in heterosexual sex. From uh, notable <laughs> no, gay actor no, David they, I. Pierce. They never show what imaginary person he's fucking. It could have been a dude. He's like, all, That's true. all he says that is, is check true. out this piece of That is true. That's, that is true. That's all? That is true. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> There's the gay in our movie. Because, like, am I ever supposed to believe that any character David Hyde Pierce plays is straight? This isn't supposed to be something on his, like, acting chops or anything, because he plays straight people, but I'm just like, I know, though. <laughs> my boy. Or Sydney's boy. He's not my boy. Oh, my God. That's, That's my boy. boy. That's my boy. <laughs> he plays He plays Niles Crane on uh, Frasier, right? He absolutely does play yes. Niles Crane okay. on the hit, hit TV show Frasier. Okay. Um, which ran for 11 seasons, and all of these seasons Heard are on Netflix, it. people. Please go watch it. <laughs> it's, <laughs> um, it's a very good, like, sitcom comedy, and he really gets to flex his acting chops. And so that's why this role for me is really interesting, because um, I read an interview with the director, and he said that he had a short list of people for this part, and he was specifically looking for someone who, when they opened the door, you wouldn't assume mm. that they would be the kind of character who David's person sort of, like, transforms into as this dinner party goes on. And he also name-dropped, like, Tom. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. He would want to see. The power that has. Um, But he ended up with David, and he said that David wanted to do the part right away. Like, he was just, he was so excited. He really wanted to do it. And, um... It's interesting because I don't think David has made another movie oh. since this one came out. And so I just want to say, David, if you're listening, Sequel. please make another Sequel. movie. We miss you. <laughs> in, a year of horror, in, a, you know, in an era of horror sequels and remakes, let's uh, let's find out what the perfect host is up to. Because it, it has an open ending, kind of. I would, mm-hmm. I would love to see another right? dinner party from this guy. Like, I would just... <laughs> I I could I just want a whole anthology right? of just wild it should be like ass a, dinners this dude. Oh, like a, every single oh, just completely different. 
Uh, it's like a crossover yeah. of this and The Invitation. Get, like, Karn Kusama in the mix. Oh, my God. Right? I was They're both, like, weird-ass dinner parties in the Hollywood Hills. Like, just don't yes. go to one if you're invited. I, I know that now. Gosh. <laughs> um, well, should we do the... What's, what's the true crime you have for this, Elle? I... I was hunting around this was like the hardest thing yeah. to find because when you search true crime murder uh dinner party it's always like hold this mystery <laughs> dinner party at your house and i was just like no, no. i'm looking for people who died at one no oh my god the perfect <laughs> all right all of my guests you have to pretend Take you're invisible shot. and then i'm gonna have a Oh! And then I'm going to dance to Car Wash, <laughs> and it'll be great. Oh, yes. Um, so I did find one. Um, it's back in the 1940s. Uh, it's, uh, the victim was Thomas Ince. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's I-N-C-E. Um, and he was attending a dinner party that was aboard a lavish boating excursion. Uh, he was a Hollywood producer that died under mysterious circumstances that to this day have not been explained. Uh, the official report says it was indigestion and a heart attack, but there were people on board the ship who were like, he was shot in the head by newspaper tycoon William Randolph Hearst. Oh! <gasps> this yeah. is what the cat's meow is about, Al! <laughs> yes! <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, this sounds familiar! Carrie Elwes gets shot in the fucking head, that's why! That's I why. was like, that name sounds very familiar, oh, and then that's God. why. It was, it was a good old Hearst. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh my god, sorry, go on. No, I'm like having war flashbacks right now of this movie. <laughs> ah, I had that even noted at the bottom. I was just like, this was turned into a movie. Uh, but yeah, yes, people have made it. 2002, baby. Um, so, like, a huge scandal followed uh, that left the case unsolved. Um, but it was just a huge deal in Hollywood at the time. Uh, there was a Los Angeles mm -hmm. Times article that didn't make the publication that said movie producer shot on Hearst yacht. Um, but it did mm -hmm. happen to sneak on to the internet in this day and age, and so we know about that now. Uh, he was born uh, in 1882 in Newport, Rhode Island. Um, he didn't make it act as an actor, so he switched to filmmaking um, and became a big changing person for the film industry uh he was reported to be the first person to build a movie studio which he called Innsville. uh and a lot of his techniques for writing and filming are still used to this day assistant directors shooting scenes separately instead of one long reel shot uh he also became known for being the father of western style filmmaking and eventually he sold mm -hmm. in so Innsville. I want to keep saying Inselville. No. <laughs> this is where all the dude bros go. This is not that kind of a podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, he sold it to a Western star uh, and began building a new movie studio in Culver City, which still stands today right on Culver Boulevard. Um, but on the weekend of November 15th, in celebration of his 43rd birthday, the Ox owner, uh, newspaper bigwig William Randolph Hearst, hosted the ride from Los Angeles to San Diego. Uh, and the trip was not originally for his birthday. Uh, it was a dinner set in celebration. 
Uh, later, that was all denied by one of the passengers, which was really interesting. Um, so aboard the ship was Hearst, his mistress, Marion Davies, who was an actress, as well as Charlie Chaplin, his secretary, uh, Luella Parsons, jazz band, Ince's wife, and a few other guests. And originally, he wasn't even part of the invite. Uh, his wife uh, got him invited because he needed the rest. Mm. <laughs> well, that worked out for him, huh? Oh, it was so, so good. Uh, so a grand dinner... Yeah. <laughs> um, so a grand dinner was ensued with much merrymaking. There's no drinking, according to Davis. Um, but others claim that booze was freely flowing. Uh, Ince himself supposedly told doctors later that he had consumed a lot of alcohol while aboard the yacht. Um, and Hearst was a well-known teetotaler. Eh, I hate that word. Uh, and did not tolerate drinking in his presence, but that did not stop his guests from seeking their own booze on board. So the truth is, like, probably in the middle there with that. Mm-hmm. And so sometime during the middle of the night, Enns became violently ill and was removed from the yacht and placed on a train to San Diego that was bound for, uh, to Los Angeles. And the version that Dr. Goodman, who was the guy that was riding with him on this train, gave was that he and Enns had been up early Monday morning and left the yacht together as planned to return to Los Angeles before the others had awakened. Uh, then Enns fell ill with a heart attack while en route, and he was removed from the train to a hotel where another physician, Dr. T.A. Parker, was called, which was really interesting because why wouldn't you just take him to a hospital? <laughs> no, if hotel. He's having a heart attack. It's Hollywood, man. Know? This shit's common, I guess. Just take him to the hotel. He'll be fine. I guess. It's fine. So they called his wife, and she uh, got off the yacht and arrived at the hotel, but the next day he passed away uh, with her in the room. There was no coroner's report ever done, and the remains of Ince were cremated immediately, so no investigation could ever be done, which is very interesting. Uh, so rumors of foul play were fueled by Charlie Chaplin's secretary claiming to have seen a bullet hole in Ince's head. Mm. Um, there was an investigation that was started, but there was only one person questioned, which was Dr. Goodman, who was also Hearst's employee. Um, it was during the prohibition period, so they didn't try to question too hard because if investigators went in fully, there'd be like a lot of important people in trouble for consuming alcohol. And they also thought Hearst was too powerful to touch, so it's like... We're not going to do that. He'll just be like, oh, yeah, it's okay. Um, like he so, ran the news, essentially, or controlled yo, yeah. the news. <laughs> he, was, he was up there. Yeah, <laughs> so it's, don't touch this guy. Um, so if he was shot, uh, the question is why. Um, a lot of people think it may have been a mistake that a gun was pointed at somebody else. Uh, Marion Davies was with Hearst. Um, and allegedly having an affair with Charlie Chaplin, who was on board, and Hearst caught them, and he meant to shoot Chaplin, but he hit Ince instead. Uh, the second idea is Davies and Ince were caught, and Ince was shot with Hearst's supposedly, quotation marks, diamond-encrusted pistol. And <laughs> Glam. <then> the f- <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you might as well go all out. Uh, Ince had also the third... Uh, idea was that Ince had sexually assaulted Abigail Kind-Solving, which was Marion Davies' secretary, uh, and she shot him in either self-defense uh, in the head, or there was even stabbed him in the Ooh. head. Uh, this would follow rumors of her having a child afterwards and being involved in a car accident near Hearst's mansion that was fatal. Uh, they also found a suicide note that looked to have been written by two people after that, which is very Ooh. weird, but they never followed up on it. Um, 
the rest of time, uh, Hearst would apparently turn white as a ghost if you mentioned Ince's name in front of him. Um, and there was also the matter that Ince's uh, wife also got a trust fund and luxury building right in the heart of Hollywood after he passed away. Uh, so it sounds like a payoff to the widow for, like, shooting your husband. <laughs> Whoopsie. um, Whoopsies. I mean, fair. <laughs> um, I'd be like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take the building. Yeah, right in the heart of Hollywood. Sorry Hell yeah. You in this economy. Yeah. <laughs> so to this day, uh, nobody knows exactly what happened on board the uh, media yacht that Hearst owned on that fateful night. But because it made so speculation, as Kate and Sydney mentioned, <laughs> in 2001, there was a film made starring <laughs> Kirsten Dunst as Marion Davies, Edward Herman as William Randolph Hearst, and Carrie Owens as <laughs> Thomas Hitz. Carrie Owens, I heard of I him. I heard of him. The slick mayor of Stranger Things Town? Yeah, I think I know of him. Heard. Oh, heard of him. man. So... That leaves one final question. Is The Perfect Host 2010 a gay film? Sydney, what do you think? <laughs> You're our guest. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm going to say yes, because I noticed a lot of just, I mean, I picked up on a lot of, like, little, like, nuances to the performance between, like, the performances of David Hyde Pierce and then the other lead, who we should mention, is Clay Crawford. yeah who I think was mm-hmm. on that lethal weapon. Oh my god! Um, he was. I've only, I've only seen him in this, so I can't I can't speak to that. But, um, I mean, I think that every David Hyde P- Pierce performance is a le- <laughs> at least a little bit gay, just because, like, he's just a very yeah. nice gay man. But, um, so I noticed that when um, Clayne, who plays John Taylor, is the name of the character, he's in... Uh, Warwick, who's David Hyde Pierce's house, he mentions the friend named Julia, and he's like, Julia said that I should meet you, and, like, Warwick kind of goes, oh, (laughs) did she now? Like, kind of in a, like, are we gonna, like, hit it off kind of a way, and just the way that he seems very fixated on John is, you could, you could read that I think you could read that in a gay way. And I did I didn't pick up on it that way the first time I watched it. Just because I was like taking the whole yeah. experience in. But yeah. like now but, but like going back and like revisiting it now, I was like, yeah, no, this you could definitely read this as like a sex thing. And it's always male victims, um, not that this is like healthy think, or anything, but it's always male victims that he has according to his little, no. little scrapbook of death. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is true. And also, I do want to say, like, at, like there were times in the movie where he got, like, right in his face and was, like, putting his hand, like, in his hair, and he was just manhandling being, like, really touchy, manhandling. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, like, at the end, because he gave $200,000 of the stolen money or, like, whatever, how much he gave to uh, John to let him escape down to Mexico, and then John mails a envelope with a Polaroid that he had taken, like, during the party, uh, of him, of Warwick and himself uh, to Warwick's office, and I was like, "Vibin, <laughs> is that kind of gay to me? <laughs> Are you offering him to come down to Mexico? What's going on?" Um, oh my god! <laughs> and like, well, I, I was like, "We're sending that to, to incriminate him." Yeah, it was definitely a blackmail thing, but like, I could also <laughs> see it as a as <laughs> a oh, call. Oh, he sent it to Warwick. I thought he sent it to the other cops so that he. 
Or was the other cop just opening his mail? I think he just did because there was like no return address, so he was probably like, "This is oh, kind of weird." Bitch. So he probably opened it before it got I did to not him. Not realize that. Oops. I was like, "Over." There's another picture of him just like <laughs> sipping a pina colada, like, "Come over." <laughs> I think the moral of this movie is that infatuation makes you do dumb things because yeah. <laughs> because. John, for his girlfriend, robbed the bank, and then yeah. David Hyde Pierce wanted a little piece of that and was like, yeah, I'll let you go. Yeah. I'll let you pick up some money. Take some money. Be safe. Love you. Bye. Oh, my God. Can we talk about the kimono that David Hyde Pierce yes. wears? Because sure. Go on. Because yes. I just love it, and I think his house is just like really well decorated and he has like oh, a yeah. Rothko hanging up or yeah. over, <laughs> over mm-hmm. so you can tell he's wealthy and then one thing that was interesting to me towards the end um when we find out that he's a police officer you know we see you know the cop who's been investigating this whole time at the door and so we think oh he's gonna get arrested but that's actually mm-hmm. his subordinate and David yeah. is his boss and as soon as Little David twist. realizes yeah, and as soon as David realizes that he's there, he immediately code switches, takes off the kimono, yeah. hides all the evidence, and he adopts a much more, like, masculine way of sounding. Because, I mean, David yeah. has a more, like, stereotypically, like, feminine gay voice when he talks. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just how he sounds, and I think it's amazing, and we love you, David. <laughs> but, like, when he, when he, in the scene, he's very, like, come in, like, what's going on, like... And it's very, it was very noticeably different. Like, just his demeanor changed, his voice changed. It was just like he was putting on, like, a front, you know, for this, like, public yeah. part of his life. And I, I think that that is just another interesting, like, way that this movie could be read, like, in a more yeah. gay way. And also, like, um, near the end of the scene where he almost, where he, like, switches to, like, be more serious and stuff, even his whole, like, the, his friends quote uh are saying you know he needs to take the medication in order to do his job so like he's aware of everything going on i think because these are all just extensions of himself almost so it's like he's it's not like he's doing this and not aware he's completely he knows what's going on all the time and like because when he showed the snuff album uh to john in the first place and then it, it's like turns out no he just dumps you in the trash in the morning and lets you go <laughs> and he can get away with it because he's a fucking cop yeah and like none of the wounds really <laughs> were real on john they were all just makeup mm-hmm. and stuff and it's like really good too because it looked like you know he, these people actually were killed in the pictures and it's like nope just some latex and some good blood makeup mm-hmm those pictures were so disturbing. I don't, I'm like, I'm not easily unsettled. No, yeah. It's like, David Hyde Pierce showing these snuff pictures. I'm like, ugh. Yeah, that scrapbook is really yeah. intense. It reminded me of, um, like, the opening, like, credit sequence from, like, the David Fincher movie oh 7 with God. all those, like, really grotesque yes. images. Yeah, it, it reminded me of the Museum of Death, oh. which is probably why I was like, oh. Yeah. No, yeah, that was... Good that, times. <laughs> that was very unsettling. Um, I think, uh, yeah, definitely, like, the, like the, the... Not even a snuff film, but it was just, like, a really just, like, unsettling film that, that he was showing John. Like, I'm not sure if even he was, like, truly hurting himself because after the makeup reveal that John did, mm. I was just like, maybe it was all fake and he was just making it look like... Um, 
Yeah. I'm like, I don't, it was just really unsettling. And I was like, this is like a good way to, I think, do horror without like, you know, jump scares and stuff all the time. You just make people feel really like squirmy and just like, okay, I can't look at this yeah. <laughs> too much. So I, I enjoyed this movie a lot. Yeah. Good. I had a fun time. Good. I didn't realize, I thought I'd shown this to you. This was your first time yeah. watching it, you said? Yes. Oh, wig. <laughs> so you did not know what you were getting yourself into. I had no idea what was going to happen. I was like, this is going to happen. Much like, much like our protagonist. <laughs> we think we know what's going on, but nope. Yeah, it's like you think you know what's going to happen, and then you don't know what's yeah. going to happen. And then when you think you start to realize it again, the film is we're like, not done. Yeah. Like, like, this is Like you would think like most movies would end with when like he escapes. Uh-huh. But there's even more to tell after that. There's even more reveals, like a but, way more. Mm-hmm. Like, but between like David Hyde Pierce's character and the girlfriend, like you all learn that after he leaves the house. Yeah, because he's trying to get the fuck out of Dodge. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that, that, I do have like a wondering feeling because his. Uh, detective wants to follow up because he found the Polaroid of Warwick and John together. Yeah. And then he's, like, gonna invite him to his house. I'm like, what if he actually mm-hmm. is gonna kill for real this time? Yeah, sequel, baby. I was like, here's the sequel. Oh! Like, he's gonna escalate? Yeah. yeah. So that way he doesn't get... He might have to do it Oh, to he's him. gonna do it to him. You know he does? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, do you drink red wine? And that's the wine that's poison. He's like, yes. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. Oh. It brings me great comfort to know that I would be spared oh, yeah. at this dinner party because oh, I do not drink red I'd wine. I'd be like, where's your whiskey? And I'd pour my, st- my own drink. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I'd be like, can I have a Pepsi, <laughs> sir? Pepsi? <laughs> Pepsi. He's like, um, okay. And he has to, like, poison like the Pepsi. I would like it unopened, please. So can... <laughs> you know. Dude, I had Pierce is going to poison me because I won't shut the fuck up about the 2007 Tony Awards. <laughs> I'm gonna poison you because you don't <laughs> What did you put in my drink in the frolic room? <laughs> I would just like to sidebar that Raul Esparza gives the performance of a lifetime and company. And we've never not been in agreement on that, but we just keep going back and forth about these Tonys. Well, and I'm just yeah. like, it was t- like just 12 years ago. Like, I, I, I feel like I can, I'm allowed to shit talk it because I saw him in Curtains live. and I saw DHP, and it, I love that show, and he's great in it, but Raul was doing something else, man. <laughs> like, check it out. Well, <laughs> uh, it was pretty great, uh, during, like, the curtain call for curtains, uh, for those who don't know the, the show Curtains, it was Kander and Hebb's show, and, like, it's about, it takes place in, like, the 40s, I think, and, like, there's a murder... Uh, during, uh, like, a uh, performance of a Oklahoma-esque musical called Kansas oh Land. God. <laughs> and, and David Hyde Pierce is a detective <laughs> in this, but not a crazy one. He He's a detective who always loved the theater and want to, like, this inspires him to do theater by the end. But in the curtain call, he comes out on, like, a fake horse in a cowboy costume. <laughs> and I remember, like, losing my shit. <laughs> oh, See, yeah, he's a I good know. man. He's a, he's, the beef is... The beef I have is clear, like, purely just, like, you know, on principle. (laughs) (laughs) 
that's true. That's fair. That's fair. Just I'll give you that. Broke the Tony in half and given one half to Rome. Oh, one half to David No, not yeah, in half. Just... He deserves the whole Tony. <laughs> <laughs> let's just go back in time and we will rig the Tonys okay. so that um, Raul and David will tie and then they both get a Tony. Are we gonna do are we gonna pull a twenty sixteen Oscars on them? Like, wrong card. <laughs> yes. We lost by the way. Wrong card. <laughs> This is actually the wrong <laughs> We're gonna get warm baby out there. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I knew this would take a turn. I'm so sorry, y'all. No, it's good. We love musicals in this house. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, and it's relevant, because there's, like, a very ample blend of, like, musical moments and comedy mm-hmm. and suspense. Yeah. And we'll make it. We can make it work. It, it all ties wash, in. Baby. It's like perfect Car wash. He doesn't actually, he doesn't sing sing in this though, right? He's just dancing. Yeah. He's, He's just dancing. dancing. I would have loved I it if know. he had sang, but, you know, we can't always get That's what true. we want. And, like, I, I also want to do touch on that was reminding me, um, because it does flash back and forth between, like, what Warwick is seeing and what John is seeing. And there are times where it does, like, a long, like, sequence where you don't see what uh, Warwick is seeing. So it does, like, parts where he's going... Like, he's, like, dancing and doing all weird shit, and you're just like, what is he doing, and who's he doing it to? <laughs> and what? He's, like, clever about figuring out what he's imagining. Remember, he's like, can I join the conga line? And he, like, he obviously yeah. can't see the conga line, but he can see that Warwick is doing it. So he's like, um, this fucker must be imagining a conga line right now. Like, he's, <laughs> for a dumbass, he's very clever. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he picks up on it pretty quickly, and he... He goes from, like, really, like, aggressive, mm-hmm. like, I'm holding you hostage yeah. to, okay, so this is happening. Um, I might as well just, like, go along with it and, like, figure out how to get yeah. through yeah. this night. Oh, he knows strategy because he plays chess. It's, it was oh, yeah. interesting. He that is that. true, yes. <laughs> so, yes, this is a very fun. If you're just looking for, like, a fun time yeah. with a horror movie... That's not too, it's not really even gory that bad. Like, the movie that he shows John is kind of like, uh. But, like, my mom could probably watch this and be fine. Uh, sealed. Which is saying something. Your mom could watch sealed. it. If she could watch it. <laughs> I mean, I'm yes, a big true. baby. You can do I it. I got through it, okay. So, yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Sydney. Yes. It was so fun to have you on here. Thank you. I hope we can you. do it again. I would just like yes. to say thank you for having me on. And you guys have been the perfect hosts. <gasps> what? Oh, oh my god. Thank you. I should have seen that coming. Thank oh you. Um, I'll be here all week. Uh, tip your waitresses. <laughs> um, I'm going to delete Skype. <laughs> we can't release this. I'm shutting it down. I gotta go. I gotta go. It's I know. I'm taking, o- I'm taking over your podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's mine now. This is now the John Cassavetes podcast. I knew this would happen. <laughs> <laughs> you you give me an runs. inch, I take a mile. Yeah, Sydney want, S- the, Sydney's two options are like pitches for doing this. We're the perfect host of Rosemary's Baby because of J-Cass. And I'm like, I'm not doing it on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that one. I don't know it. Snakes will manifest in my house if I put that on the screen. Hey, I'm still available if you guys want to do Rosemary's Baby, but I totally... I'm I'm available anytime. Maybe, if you want a a (laughs) J-Cast.
Yes, definitely. Fine, I'll do um, it by myself. So we don't have a horror movie picked out for next week, but we will have oh, some. <laughs> we totally know what we're doing, guys. <laughs> sometimes we know what we want, and sometimes we're just like, we'll toss a coin and see where it goes. That's true. But we have a ton to pick from, so it's we definitely have one. We just have to yeah. pick one. <laughs> we should have ended when, on Sydney's perfect host uh, pun. Ah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I'm 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 pulling the plug. No, no it's, it's fine. Sorry, I just totally it's, derailed. Uh, this thank whole you thing. all for listening. Once again, feel free to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We're on we're on there. We're on Spotify. Tell your friends about us, especially your David Hyde Pierce fan friends. Uh, <laughs> just get the word out. Word of mouth is the best way to get it going, and mm-hmm. just like kind of share us on social media. You know, Twitter at Stop Horror Time Pod or Horror Time Pod on Facebook, where you can reach me. Uh, and where can we reach you, Kate? I'm at Pansara Lance on Twitter. Would uh, you like to give out your Twitter there, Sydney? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Gay and Bitter. So <laughs> come hit me up. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, that's awesome. So we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone.